day before yesterday in our couples therapy session, my boyfriend told me to pack my shit and get the F out. Welcome to Through the Fire, a podcast about how to live life while experiencing emotional abuse. Each week, I'll share my experiences with you and we'll break down the lessons I've learned and help you apply them to your own life so that we can all start living with joy and purpose while learning how to keep ourselves safe and sane. Welcome to Through the Fire. Before we get started, I wanted to request of you to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you've been listening and you enjoy it because it really helps get it out to more people who could benefit from these stories and information. Today's episode is a heavy topic and something that I needed to take a day or two to calm down from before I was really able to talk about it. So two days ago at our couples therapy session, my boyfriend and I got into a big fight. We had had some tension throughout the week and it all culminated in this therapy session. We got into a screaming match. Neither of us was listening to the other person. I was sad and fed up and unwilling to take whatever he was saying. I couldn't sit there and let him treat me like that again. I called him out on being a liar because over the weekend he had started just flat out lying. He took things up a notch with the gaslighting, doing things like saying something. And as soon as I would say, oh, I didn't like that, he would say, well, I didn't say that. And it was infuriating because the words had just escaped his lips. He had just said those exact words and I repeated them to him verbatim. And he just said, I didn't say that. That's the kind of gaslighting that really drives me crazy. In the therapy session, the week before, I had confessed that I had been feeling depressed and defeated and sad. After the session, he called me a hypocrite. I don't know, because I wasn't mopey and depressed and obviously down all the time. I don't know. I brought that up in the therapy session two days ago, and he said, I never called you a hypocrite. And I finally just said, you're, you're lying. That's a lie. And that triggered him. He got really offended. He started screaming. He said, I can't do this anymore. He turned on the waterworks, started tearing up, opened the door like he was going to leave. Therapist managed to keep him in the room, and we didn't really accomplish much in that session. It ended with the therapist telling us, don't talk about your relationship at all this week. Just wait until next Monday when we can come back and continue this discussion. As soon as we left the therapist's office, of course, he said, I know the therapist said not to talk about it, but we need to figure this out. I can't do this. You need to leave. Whatever. I listened to him talk a lot and we drove home separately. And when we got home, he was singing a different tune. Of course, he said, I don't want you to go. It was the heat of the moment. I was just frustrated. I shouldn't have said that. You know, I know those words are really hurtful and it's going to take a lot to come back from that. Please don't go. I told him that at some point I need to set a standard for myself and decide how I'm going to allow people to talk to me. And I cannot allow him to talk to me like that. And he said, good. All right, pack your stuff. Get out. I walked away and fast forward 20 minutes or so. He came in. So what do I need to do to change? Tell me everything. How am I controlling? How am I this? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And he let me tell him a bunch of stuff. Then he started defending himself. And this is a really, really clear sign that your abuser is not changing. If you're trying to tell them how you're feeling based off their behavior, 
and they defend themselves. They make excuses. They say things like, well, it's because of this or it's because of that. Or, well, we're not perfect. We both need to change. Those are clear signs that your abuser is not going to change. If they can't take full responsibility for what they did, nothing is going to change. And for the first time in one of these post-blow-up fights, I really just saw through all of the crap. Normally, he has a way of manipulating me, and I, I believe him, and I go back and decide, like, let's try to work this out. This time, the conversation didn't have the same emotional pull that it usually does. And as he was talking, I just heard a bunch of BS. I just saw so clearly that he didn't really care about what I was saying. He cared about defending himself. He cared about making himself look good. He cared about making excuses and giving me reasons why things were the way they were. It was heartbreaking because in that moment, I realized that I had no more hope. That this is not going to change. That there is no amount of love that I can give him that will make him want to get better. And the only thing that is going to spark a change in him is to go through the pain of being abandoned and rejected. And all of his deepest, darkest fears coming true. I don't want to do that to him. I really don't. I don't want him to feel abandoned. I don't want to contribute to his trauma, which is what I feel like leaving is doing. And I've had people tell me repeatedly that protecting myself is not the same thing as intentionally hurting someone else. That I need to do what I need to do to keep myself safe and happy. And if he gets hurt during that process, well, that's just a byproduct. That that's just too bad. And that is not my responsibility to worry about that. Because if you're getting triggered by other people doing what they need for themselves, then you have unhealed things from your past that are making you feel that way. And it's not the other person's fault. So me getting myself safe, while it might hurt him, is not the same thing as me trying to hurt him. And that's something I need to come to terms with. I feel like setting boundaries is mean. And it's not mean. It is necessary. People respect you when you set boundaries. And that is something that I don't feel I have in this relationship is respect. So while he was talking and defending himself, I was thinking about my plan, my preparations for getting myself safe, getting myself out of the situation, and how this wasn't going how I wanted it to. That I've heard repeatedly that it's very dangerous when you leave an abuser. Even if the abuser is not physically violent, even if it's just emotional abuse, as people like to say, just emotional abuse, as if emotional abuse isn't real abuse. Even if your abuser has never been physically violent with you in the past, it does not mean that leaving is a safe thing to do. There are plenty of people who have been hurt or worse during a breakup by somebody who never displayed physical violence towards them. So I'm not trying to scare you or myself, but I started getting the feeling that maybe it wasn't a good idea to handle things the way that I was handling them by telling him, I'm going to take a few days to pack my stuff. I'm going to take my time to get my stuff together. This is my house too. And I have a right to be here and I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do. I started feeling like that wasn't a good idea and that I need to go back to my plan of quietly gathering myself and making an exit 
leaving a note, a letter, phone call, whatever, but not do it in person because I don't know what's going to happen. It's a really scary thing to say, and I don't want to believe that he would be capable of hurting me in that way. But the truth of the matter is, I just don't know. He's kept so many things private from me. He's said things that, like, the truth isn't for everyone, especially you. And I just don't trust him. And that hurts me to say it because I want to trust him. I want to believe that the person I've been living with for four years is not capable of hurting me in that way. But I don't know, to be honest. I just don't know. And that's a really scary feeling. So what I did was, after he got done talking and defending himself and trying to talk me into staying, I just said, okay, fine, I'll I'll stay. We'll try to work on this. It wasn't the same sort of, like, magic forgiveness, hugs and crime, you know, makeup that we used to have. It was kind of a... It was kind of a cold and distant, I feel crappy, but let's do this kind of thing. So now he's under the impression that I am staying around. We are going to fix this. We're going to work on things. And while I'm here, yes, I would like to continue to do that because I care about him, because I want to see him heal, because I want my life to be as easy as possible. And boundaries are a good way to do that. So that's my plan. I found a way to get back to my original plan, which was nice, but things are different. I don't feel happy. I don't feel joyful. I feel like life is really hard for me right now. I feel like waking up is difficult. I just want to sleep all day. I certainly don't want to work at all. And having this emotional hangover is really cutting into my productivity. He says that I just need to learn how to separate my emotions from my business. But anybody who's running a business knows it is insanely difficult to do that. That when you're having a really bad day, it is hard to get yourself motivated. And this has just happened too many times. There has been so much time accumulated where I can't work and I can't focus and I can't live in peace because of what's going on in the relationship that it probably has accumulated weeks worth of missed work because I just can't function emotionally, mentally. I can't do it. And what I really can't do is allow that to continue. I'm never going to live the life that I want to live as long as I'm letting somebody else control my emotions in this way. And I have tried my best to make things work. I have tried my best to heal. I've been going to Codependence Anonymous for over a year. We've been in a couple therapy for over a year. I go to domestic violence support groups. I spend hours upon hours upon hours trying to fix myself and to be good enough because I felt like if I could just heal myself enough, then things would calm down. But when you're living with somebody who thrives on the disruption, it doesn't matter how much you try to get better because the harder you try to get better, the harder they try to keep the status quo, which is an emotional roller coaster. So the truth is, is you can't thrive in this environment. That if you choose to stay in a relationship like this, you are choosing that life for the rest of your life. You are not going to magically change things. Things are not going to magically change. You're not going to be able to wake up one day and live your dreams and have this person in your life. It won't happen, especially if the person is like my person and uses covert manipulations and covert abuse because they always have that deniability factor that, of course, I want you to succeed. I'm your number one fan. I heard that over the weekend. 
you're my number one fan. My number one fan picks a fight with me right before a big work call. My number one fan tells me not to take a job because it's not worth my time instead of letting me make that decision for myself. My number one fan tells me that I'm never going to succeed unless I do things their way. Right? That sounds like a pretty supportive person, doesn't it? Um, No, not in my book. So what's my next step? My next step is to continue on with my plan of gathering my things together, writing out my letter and saying what I need to say, even though I know it probably won't make a difference. I've written so many letters, nice ones, mean ones, angry ones, sad ones. I don't think it really matters because unless the person is willing to change, unless they can accept responsibility for what they have done and their actions and their behaviors and their shortcomings, nothing I say is going to make a difference. So I just need to put down what I'm going to feel at peace with when I leave and make the arrangements, take the action, do the dang thing. If this has been helpful for you, if you've been going through a situation similar to this, if you need support, meet me over on Facebook in the group through the fire. You'll be able to connect with me, ask questions that can get answered in this podcast. You'll meet other people who are going through the same or similar things, and you'll be able to get some feedback on your situation and get connected with resources that will help you navigate life in this crazy situation during these crazy times. So I really look forward to seeing you over there, and please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Catch you next week.